Welcome to Craft Advice, a podcast to help investors tackle the more complex area of their personal and business finances. Join Jack and Sean as we discuss everything from investing to retirement and everything in between. Before. Fuck yeah, dude. There you go. All right. Well, welcome back, everyone, to Craft Advice. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. Jack and Sean. Hopefully nothing crazy happened over the weekend that we're not aware of that we're nothing not talking too about crazy. today. Nothing too crazy. But we're gonna we're gonna go back to one of our most popular episodes. We did an episode on the five billion dollar Roth IRA. Mostly that was explaining to people you can invest in all sorts of crazy stuff in your IRAs. You just gotta know how to do it. Mm-hmm. And then a couple episodes later, the government wanted to torpedo the whole thing. <laughs> There's been a whole bunch of updates since then. So we want to kind of jump back into that, explain what's going on, give everyone an update. Especially as we're getting close to year-end, any final year-end plans you need to make, this is kind of what you want to talk about. But, of course, you always start with a brewski. Sean, what do you got? Hello. So a lovely little IPA from my local, uh, my favorite local brewery, Southern Swells. Shabang. Shabang. Uh, in a galaxy, really, really close by. It's delicious. Very good. A little, little going one with- of these. What do you got? Give it a good crack. It's a good one. All right, what do you got? I'm drinking still more Crank IPA from St. Pete. Nice 7% IPA. Very tasty. I like it. It's good stuff. Good Crank. Yep. So let's dive in. So, uh, again, when we we did the $5 billion Roth IRA, we were explaining that there are a significant amount of things you can do with your IRA besides what Schwab, Fidelity, T, Ameritrade, I would like to say Robinhood, but they don't offer retirement accounts. So kind of nice, you know, shots of the gonads for them. Yeah. But realistically, there's a ton of stuff you can do. You know, if you have enough money, you could technically buy an investment property in your Roth IRA. You can buy direct crypto with certain platforms directly in your IRA. Famous investor out of Silicon Valley basically was using all these tools, blew his Roth IRA up to $5 billion dollars. So, of course, the government came and whacked them all down. So, I don't remember which episode it was. It was probably... Two or three. Yeah, it was pretty early. I would say the biggest thing... No, it was the tax one. Episode nine. That's what it was. Let me tax you a question. They came heavy with tax reform after their $5 billion Roth IRA. But an update today, I think, is warranted. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think the most egregious thing is that somebody within the IRS released all of this personal information that's private and it's illegal and we still have no clue. Nobody's looking into this. Nobody knows what's going on. Somebody's financial, personal financial information was just sent to like the Washington post and the fucking yeah. New York times. And everybody's just running with these stories. There's like tax forms out there just floating around. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. I mean, and it's, I look at it like, okay, if you give us the rules and then someone out engineers you, you know, shame on you, not that sure. it's your fault. We get the whole thing. Okay. Yeah. He's rich. Yeah. He's got a stupid amount of money and, you know, pay your fair share. But it's like this guy literally did everything by the book. Mm-hmm. He's a very brilliant investor and it paid off tenfold. Now, a lot of, you know, nobody is going to be able to have a $5 billion Roth IRA anymore. I think this guy might have just screwed that for all of us. <laughs> that said, there's still a lot of things that, I think are available for us. We just got to know kind of what parameters we're working with. So let's start with a 
couple of actually, this is literally like three days ago. So this was. Yeah, a lot of this has been going on, just so everybody's aware. <clears throat> so what Jack and I are updating you guys on are just the fluidity of the uh, the bills that are being uh, negotiated in Washington right now uh, in Congress. So the uh, the social spending bill, uh, essentially the a lot of the ways they're going to pay for that is, is various taxes and what they, what they deem as loopholes. <laughs> I love the term loopholes when they're just like, you created this law. We're yeah, just you, following the law that you created. And now you're punishing me and calling me like yeah, this bad person it. because I'm doing what you told me I'm allowed to do. Uh, but yeah, so they're essentially trying to close down these, you know, unintended consequences. Uh, I, I guess is a better term for it than loopholes. The, the avenues where people can go around what I guess the original intention of the law was. Um, and the big one, you know, we talked about, uh, obviously, is you can't do the mega backdoor. That was the one uh, that we've we've talked about. So Roth conversions, mega backdoor Roth conversions, um, you know, and then obviously the uh, doing doing the private uh, private investments in the Roth IRAs. Those were the three main areas that they wanted to get rid of when it with respect to Roth IRAs. Yep. Now, I think a big thing, if I look into this space, you know, I'm going to kind of break this down in a couple different sections. So you have like the stupid rich people that have like billions of dollars and millions of dollars in their retirement accounts. Mm-hmm. You have a lot of these planning strategies like the backdoor Roth. Then you have the alternative investment space. So I kind of want to jump to that one first because I really think that the entire industry is shifting so fast in this direction. Like, most people are not going to just own stocks and bonds in their retirement accounts. You're going to start to have crypto. You're going to have real estate. You're going to have art. I've seen wine companies that are doing this. I've seen yep. collectible companies. So I would advise anyone in this space that's interested in learning about this. I think one of the best resources I've found, this is not an advertisement to buy or sell, but a company called Rocket Dollar has a whole book and a whole frequently asked questions knowledge center that goes into everything about putting non-traditional investments into a retirement account. They have webinars. And so following them, they're probably one of the best places up, or at least one of the best places around to stay up to date with this. Cause I can't find any verbiage Sean in the proposals that's specifically targeting those alternative investments. They were in the first one, mm-hmm. but I have not seen them spelled out clearly in the second update, the second revision of this tax bill coming down the pipe. So it looks like the $5 billion Roth is back on the table. Close. <laughs> the new $5 billion Roth. Yeah, the new $5 billion is actually $10 million. <laughs> <laughs> By $5 billion, we mean $10 billion. $10 million. Yeah, $10 million. So, you know, <clears throat> someone fat-fingered the zeros. Few zeros but, there. Few zeros. Yeah. That's all. So let's let's get into that. So basically for for the super rich people, you know, that were abusing the IRAs and a lot of people would just there was all sorts of different planning strategies to take. You know, I go invest my 401k in private company stock. The company stock goes up 100x. My 401k goes from 100,000 to, you know, 10 million and then I do it again, I do it again, I do it again. And so mm-hmm. people that were just aggressively compounding and aggressively investing 
would get these 10, 20, 50, 100, a billion, $5 billion Roth IRAs, IRAs. That rule, all those rules to cap that got thrown out. However, I think it was today they announced there's another proposal before it goes to Biden for a signature that they want to cap the max on a Roth IRA or traditional IRA at 10 million. Now, funny caveat, you would not have to start a distribution till 2029. So this kind of makes me think people in Washington have IRAs over maybe 10 million. A few. Maybe, maybe a, a few. few of them. And they're like, come on, let me, let me uh, squeak it out here before, uh, <laughs> before I come get on, Jim. Attack. Come on, Jim, give me a few more years. Yeah. So that's most likely going to be the one that if you have over $10 million, you got to take half of the amount above that. So if you have 12 million, you got to take a million out. Once you get over 20, they're still trying to get every dollar out of that. So I know this is a hurdle that almost no one's going to achieve, but you know, if you YOLO it on the right AMC stock or what was the one that went up Avis rent a car or something oh, like yeah. two days ago? Yeah. What was it? Went up 90% or something crazy. Yeah, I mean, you buy the right call option on the right stupid stock with the right stupid crowd, and you know you're you in the right, the right lottery next. ticket. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. wonder when you can do that. When can you buy scratch offs? Yeah, when can I start investing in scratch offs in my IRA? That's what yeah, I want. That's, that's 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 how you get the real five billion dollar. Right yeah, right. you know that Florida gold or whatever it's called, <laughs> gold rush, gold, gold rush. There you go. That's it. My favorite scratch off. Yeah. All right, so what else is in this this bill that's looking like it's going for that it is going to be in there? Yeah, so um so required distribution. So one of the nice aspects of having a Roth IRA was you didn't have to take out uh you know the standard required distributions at 70 and a half, uh now 71. But if it's over, what is it? It's 10 million is the threshold. So same, yep. I think they're using that 10 million threshold for basically all these rules. So the $10 million Everything. threshold. So no matter your age, if it's over 10 million, they're requiring you to take some out. And then if it's at 10 million in your, you know, 70 and a half, now you have to start taking out RMDs because every year it's going to grow a little bit and you're going to have to start taking out those RMDs to keep it within those rules. So, uh, again, those are, those are things that weren't in, uh, weren't previously in law. They were talking about adding them. Now they're talking about taking them out. Um, so that's a nice one. But then the, uh, what was the other one? The, the conversions. So, so Roth conversions as a whole, they were trying to limit those for people with incomes above 400,000 on an individual yep. level and uh, married couples. I believe it was 450 for married couples. Yeah. So you well, can't and- do a Roth conversion. So, and, and just again, to remind the audience what a Roth conversion is, is let's say you've got an IRA with $10,000 in it and you decide, Hey, I want to convert this Roth or this traditional IRA into a Roth. I'll go ahead and pay the taxes on it. Now convert it. You pay taxes on that amount, but now you've got that put into a Roth. It can grow tax-free for the long term um, until it hits 10 million. Then they start taxing everything. <laughs> yeah. Well, the other, the other thing to think about with this. So they changed during COVID. They came through with the original Secure Act. They made mm-hmm. some updates to it. Part of that changed. So if you inherit a retirement account and it's not from your spouse, you have ten years to close it out. Yep. So you inherit ten grand, whatever. But if you inherit a couple hundred thousand dollars, 
you could kill yourself in taxes in a year, you know, if you're a high income earner and you don't really need it. hundred percent. And so, you know, either, you know, most people want to let it go for a couple of years, then pull it down. But, you know, I'm working, I was looking at a case this past month where someone's going to have at a minimum a $65,000 income tax hit each and every year. So part of the planning that I like to do is tell people, Hey, start getting your taxes diversified, convert retirement accounts into Roth if it's possible. And so now the headache you're running into, if this passes is you're potentially not going to be able to do that. If someone makes too much money and what I wonder, and I don't think this is ironed out just yet, but the conversion counts as income. So if the conversion moves your income into these brackets, does that null and void? Or you, can you only convert up to the Mm. income threshold? I think this is going to torpedo a whole bunch of planning strategies, which yeah, kind no, of that's, a, that's a good question, Jack. Yeah, I'm not, I don't know if that one's been ironed out yet, but yeah, if this additional conversion income uh, push, pushes you above that 400 or 450 threshold, are you then now disqualified from being able to do that? Yeah, yeah, that's a good that's a good question. I don't think there's clarity on that yet. Um, but yeah, no that that's that's been a, a planning strategy that you know we've used for a long time. Uh, especially you get a high income earner been with a company for a long time. So the bulk of their, you know, their big money is through their 401k. Maybe, uh, you know, they've got some uh, stock options, et cetera. Right. So that's all set, set aside. So when you're doing Roth conversions, those assets don't count because when you're doing a Roth conversion, you also have to factor in if you have any traditional IRA assets. Right. So if you, you convert and still have traditional, excuse me, still have traditional IRA assets, then it, it, it's not, you're not getting the full benefit of it. So I, in an ideal world, in an ideal scenario, you want to have it to where somebody has, you know, most of their retirement money locked up in 401k type employer retirement accounts, and then they can leverage that IRA as a, a funding vehicle to immediately convert over, right? They fund it, they max it out, them, their spouse, 7k each, let's say if they're over 50, 6k if they're below, fund it, max it out, and then immediately convert it because, again, it's an after-tax contribution because in that scenario, we're talking about high-income earners who are actually not qualified to make a you know a normal contribution to a Roth IRA. Yep. Now, maybe, one other one. I was going to say, maybe walk us through the, 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 the mega backdoor. So the mega backdoor Roth. So this involved a whole the bunch of different mega backdoor. Mega. Gotta well, say it like that. So let's start with the backdoor Roth, <laughs> and we'll get into the mega backdoor Roth. Okay. Because the backdoor Roth is what a lot of people use. Simply yes. what this is, if you make too much money to get an IRA deduction or too much money to make a Roth contribution. So let's say you make $200,000 a year. You really can't contribute as an individual to either one of those. So the way the backdoor Roth worked, you would contribute dollars into your traditional IRA as what are called non-deductible contribution. So you're not claiming the deduction. Wait a day, two, three, and then you could convert to a Roth because you don't have to pay. There's no income test on a conversion. So it doesn't matter if you make $5,000 or $500 million, you could move that IRA dollar over to Roth. What they're trying to do now is put in that ceiling of 450 or 400, which is going to now create an issue. Now, the mega backdoor Roth. So most people, if you're contributing to a 401k, you can put in about 19500 But 
What most people don't know is there's a cap of how much money in total between you, your employer, profit sharing that can go into a 401. Could be 403B, whatever. They both work the same way. But theoretically, it's north of $50,000. We're just going to keep round numbers, keep it easy. So hypothetically, you can put in 20 and there's a $30,000 runway basically for your employer to go in. So what advisors were doing for a long time is we would adjust the plan documents to allow the employer or the employee, excuse me, to put in after tax dollars. So some plans will let you, you know, you don't get a deduction. It's the same way as a backdoor Roth. You make a non-deductible IRA contribution. Here you're making a non-deductible 401k contribution. And then you would simply withdraw those as a rollover and drop them into a Roth IRA. So there was a lot of planning cases where people were putting twenty, thirty thousand dollars every single year into a Roth IRA as a contribution, regardless of their income. So that one might have been more of a loophole because you had to know to like amend the plan and then take a distribution. So all the stars have to align to do it, but hey, it's in the rules. It's in the rules, Jack. It's in the it rules. It was in the rules. It might be out of the rules. It's, <laughs> it's in the gray area of the rules now. Um, it's in just a to lot. throw one thing out there because we've we've just been throwing around the phrase if you make a lot of money. Uh, so the contribution limits for a Roth IRA is you can make a full contribution up to one hundred ninety eight thousand on your modified AGI between one ninety eight and two hundred eight. It's a it's a uh, kind of a roll a scaled down version. Uh, so less and less as you get closer to two hundred eight. And then anything above 208 is a, a zero. So that's yep. when, as we were saying again, anybody who makes you know, a, a healthy income, uh, especially uh, a married couple, can easily get over 208, uh, no problem. So it really squeezes a lot of people out of being able to do that. And so that's why these planning techniques have been utilized for many years. Uh, and again, it's, it's something that's been used with great success. And at the end of the day, when you think about it, they're still getting, I mean, the, the monies are still getting taxed. It's not like this is not getting taxed. They're paying taxes on these funds, and then they're contributing to the, that Roth IRA. The so, government just hates investing. Is what well, they hate they when hate you it. win. They really they don't like when you win. You win. If yeah, you win, like, and if they set a law, and they say, this is what the law is, and you're like, okay, that's fine, and you figure out a way to use that law and still crush it, then they're like, you son. That's not it's what like I if meant. You, if you if you had a slot <laughs> machine in Vegas and just say cash me out, start mm -hmm. heading back to your room, then they want to upgrade you. Then they want to do all this other nonsense to get you back in because they don't want I you wish taking the, the government money. did that. <laughs> you made a bunch of money. We're going to upgrade you. Yeah, so you like, moved to a nicer like a zip code with a nicer house. We're going to give you a better car. <laughs> they're like coming out. They're like they're like Al Pacino or not Al Pacino, but uh, what was his name? Robert De Niro in Casino. They're coming at you with like a baseball bat and they're going to take a hammer to your fingers. Give me all your money now. Yep. Well, I think the one big planning area. So a lot of the advice we're going to give the craft advice, not actual advice, the craft, craft advice. advice. <clears throat> a lot of the craft advice we're going to give is going to be, we kind of have to see how the rest of the bill gets finalized to know what options are available. Yeah. One thing that's pretty clear is this little, which I don't understand. The simple backdoor Roth of putting six grand into a Roth IRA is like clearly in the crosshairs in every one of the updates. So 
they're probably going to put that through, which means it's probably going to be dead as of December 31st. So anyone doing not the mega backdoor, the regular backdoor, put it in the IRA, convert it to the Roth. If you're doing that, you got literally probably seven or eight weeks from hearing this to do it. So just keep that in mind. Yeah. And, um, and mega backdoor Roths are really very specific situations anyways. A lot of times it's business owners. Um, you know, so it's, it's, it's very seldom that there's that many people that are utilizing that. The traditional backdoor conversion is a widely used by many, 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 many people. Many, 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 many people. Um, yep. and, and that's unfortunate. They're going to squeeze that one out because that's one that's used by, you know, just working class, you know, normal people that ha- are, are seeking some kind of financial advice or, or maybe, you know, not. Craft lower advice. income, but yeah, craft advice, obviously financially okay. craft advice, but Very good. Uh, yeah, no, it's unfortunate. They're going to be squeezing that one out, but the good news is it doesn't sound like at the moment, at least that they're going to be getting rid of the, uh, private placement, the, uh, the stuff that is the, you know, Jack and I think are more, more exciting. Um, so again, for example, owning real estate in your Roth IRA, owning private shares of a company, right? So if you've got a, a, a good friend, you went to college with, they're, they're starting a company and that thing's going gangbusters and you talk to them and you'd like to get into it, or you'd like to be in on it earlier than that point is, is you can own shares of a privately held company within your Roth IRA or any IRA, but within your Roth IRA and reap the benefits, obviously, if it continues to go up. But like Jack was saying, fractional ownership of wine, fractional ownership of art, crypto, et cetera. There's a lot more unique uh, areas of investing that are going to become more more accessible, democratized, if you will, is the, uh, the phrase of the year. The buzzword. Exactly. Democratizing investments. So, I mean, uh, well, but, but it's true, right? Because before that, it was traditionally only the uber wealthy that were buying art, that were buying different, you know, ca- you know cases of wine or, or uh, whiskeys or fine watches or just all these different unique investments or private, you know, buying into private companies, or owning real estate or land or timberland or whatever it is, right? Oil and yep. gas fields. All of those things can now be owned within an, uh, an IRA or Roth IRA. And, um, so it's pretty interesting and it's good to see that they are going to allow those to live on for the time being at least. Yeah. So do your research, look into them. If you're interested in this space and you have no idea what the hell to do, Sean and I are here for that. So seek craft advice as seek always craft say. advice, reach out. But with that, let's dive right into buy, sell and hold. Cause there's all sorts of stuff to buy, sell and hold. This gonna be you're, you're itching at this. I love it. I oh, love dude. the enthusiasm. What do you got? Fire away. Dude, we got some greats. And, and the good thing is these are all stocks. These are all companies. This is not like metaverse stuff. <laughs> Tangible items, Sean. Don't you spit on my metaverse. <laughs> I'm going to start, which I think is big news. So Zillow got absolutely butchered. Their stock has just plummeted the last you know, last six months, eight I months. I mean, even Kathy Wood is selling it. Everyone is selling them. That said, they've announced that they're backing out of this like iBuyer program or they're selling some like 130,000 houses. I think it started at like 7,000 houses and now they're just unrolling the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So you're going to buy, sell, or hold this Zillow iBuying program or do you think this thing is dead on arrival? So from top to bottom in the matter of 
mm, two days, two and a half days, it was down about just under 40%, 37, 38%. Um, so yeah, it took a nice, nice whack. Um, I, I mean, I'm, I like Zillow. I don't know. I like them. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to see this as an opportunity to buy a company, uh, that's getting beat up. Maybe they overestimated their ability to do this particular you know, feature, but I think they're still very innovative. I think this honestly speaks to the management team to have the stones to acknowledge this publicly and say, you know what, this is not working. This is dragging the company down. This is not good for us. We need to stop doing this. We're wasting money. Cut that piece off. Unfortunately, it's sad. It's, you know, again, it's unfortunate. They had to lay off a good chunk of their staff, uh, but they had to make that tough call, lay those people off and eliminate that piece of the business. So I would, I would probably be a buyer at this point. Cause I mean, all the bad news seems to be priced in, um, you know, and, and I think they're, uh, an innovative company. Uh, you know, I think they're pretty dynamic. And again, I, I respect the management team for, for taking this thing head on and not trying to hide it. And, uh, you know, some savvy hedge fund or, uh, <laughs> or Reddit guys finding it down the road, then it, all, know, gets, it all gets Reddited. The best thing I heard on this, and I, I might've said more houses, I think it said a hundred something thousand. I think they're basically just, I don't know how many they have, they're exiting all of it, but yeah. the, funniest, the funniest thing I heard with this was the company that created the Zestimate that estimates <laughs> your house value. It's terrible. Said on their earnings call that they miscalculated what house prices were gonna be. So it's like your entire business involves around creating a Zestimate mm -hmm. and you, Publicly, are saying you can't make his estimate. So I think they'll try to get back into this space. The wind is out of their part. sales for a little bit. We got to see what happens. But yeah. the, the user inner experience is fantastic. So yeah, I mean, right, I think again, I think it's 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 a I think it's a good concept, and I think they can do it. I think it's possibly they were with the wrong partner, um, or had the wrong people in charge of that division. Or again, I, I think it can be done, and they'll probably figure out a better way to do it down the road. Um, Can I go yeah, that, again? That Zestimate thing was awful. There's so many stupid news. We might be in 1999. So AMC <laughs> just announced they're going into the popcorn business. <laughs> I love AMC. Honestly, they come out with like a new, uh, it seems like they're, tr they, they just try to, they're like, they're Trump. They, try to own, they just try to own the news cycle. They throw out yeah. random things. Everywhere. They're like, we're going to start accepting Dogecoin in, in theaters. <laughs> <laughs> as payment like yeah. who the hell is walking around is going to buy yeah. movie theater tickets with dogecoin yep all right what do you got all right well jack i don't know if i don't know if you like this um but we're going to go back to the uh metaverse, the metaverse. always the metaverse, metaverse and southern swells you're going to be you need to get some real estate for southern swells in the metaverse i mean at least if nothing else some type of uh sponsorship mm-hmm um no, I, I'll keep it simple. Keep it high level. Uh, just, you know, how are you feeling about the current status of this run, uh, this bull market? I mean, we're still in an uptrend. We've cooled off a little bit from all-time highs. Do you buy, sell, or hold? This is pretty close to the top. Uh, do you think there's possibly a lot more to go? I'm going to think if you pull up coin market cap and you filter all the coins, Mm -hmm. I'm going to sell everything below 20 and I'd buy everything above 20. You mean the that's market cap wise, right? So the 20, yeah, that's the rank yeah. based on market cap. Main reason I'm saying that is a lot of the big projects are starting to gain traction. Solana mm -hmm. is gaining traction. Cardano is getting traction. 
Uh, I mean, with the exception of Doge and Shibo, which I still think are <laughs> jokes, that money will just redistribute. This is how trend following works is, or a, an index fund, market cap weighted index fund, everything just kind of gravitates towards the top. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to, I'm going to buy the rest of it. I think the rest of it's still moving along in the right direction. The adoption is starting to get in the right direction, but I'm going to sell like squid game coin the other day <laughs> came out to be a fraud. God, that thing was, you know, the question is how many of these other ones are the same thing? Yeah. You know, there's also all these different like swapping protocols. You can swap one coin for the other. And yeah. for some reason, they're all named after a food. There's like sushi, sushi swap, swap, pancake swap, swap, pancake Sunday swap, swap. It's like, what the hell? Yeah. So that's my stance on that. My well, next one for you. You are itching. I mean, you got these things ready to go. Fired away. I love I it. I think these are good ones. Yeah, they are. Good. Right on. All right. So, so did you follow NVIDIA today? Hmm. So I did. I didn't see what 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 was the news. What 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 uh what hit it? I think most of this is just the whole world is going metaverse, and, and they are the only the provider for supplier. metaverse outside of because they make all the graphics processors. Yep. But with a giant move in a company like this, would it go up fifteen percent today or twelve? Twelve percent. Yeah. On a on a five hundred billion dollar company. So what I'm wondering. Maybe this is maybe this is going to be. I'm going to get destroyed on like a Reddit message board. But is Nvidia now the new Tesla? I think that's a very very. I, I would buy that. I would buy that all day. I think Nvidia is going to explode. They're a great company. I love Nvidia. They're. I think Nvidia is the. They're. I mean, they're they're leaving everybody in the dust. Every single. I mean, like, not even not not only the crypto stuff. I mean, that's their main source right now of growth. Um, but I think they're, they're just, they're better than everybody right now. Um, as far as the, the products that they're putting out. And I think that they're going to start, uh, expanding into more markets as far as, uh, factories. Well, they're going to make chips. They're going to make that? chips too. They're going to make regular PC chips, not just the graphics processors that they've been yeah. making. So they're going to go compete with Apple, Intel, all the AMD. Yeah. No, I think what I'm saying is I think they're going to start getting, um, they're going to expand their uh, factory outreach, right? So they're they're going to be opening another one here in the states pretty soon. Um, but yeah, no, I I think the video is incredible. I love. Yep. It. I'm fired up about it. Buying it, buying it. it. Like. I actually did just buy some more the other day, so I was pretty happy about today. There you go. All right, what do you got? <laughs> All right, what do I have? What do I have? So let's go to. Uh, I would say inflation. I know we talked about this very, very recently, but it's a topic that continues to come up. Uh, I literally, my phone is blowing up with everybody sending me different, like friends that I have that live in different areas. Um, we have like different group chats of friends just so, so we all stay in touch and, uh, gas prices. You know, everybody's putting up mm. these little stickers of like Joe Biden pointing at it. And it's like, I did that. Yeah. I've got like six of those things today. Uh, and so a buddy of mine just landed in, in California and let me see, what was it? It was four, I want to say it was 488. Let me look at it again. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. I'm sorry. 499. It's 499. Um, and then supposedly in Big Sur, which is, you know, obviously, you know, that big surfing community out there. Yep. Um, supposedly they were like at $8 or something absurd. 
Yeah, middle of nowhere. Yeah, yeah that's that's part of it, right? It's a, it's more of a geographical anomaly. Their gas is supposedly always really, really high compared to everybody else. But it's insane to see that. Um, so buy, sell, or hold, this is like peak peak gas. I'll, yeah, I'll, instead of just the broader inflation, I'll just say peak gas. Is this peak gas? Does this start coming down? I mean, it is. we're getting closer to the holidays. People are going to start driving, flying, using a lot of this stuff, heating their homes. Winter is coming. So I'm going to I'm going to sell that this is peak gas and the reason I'm going to mention that two things one so Bank of America was out today and they said they predict by June of next year barrel of oil is going to go to 120 ooh damn which is that means it's going to be probably north of 5 bucks at the Fuck. pump which is going to hurt mm. anyone with a Tesla pat yourself on the back cuz you win you win but second one is the rest of OPEC so like Russia and a few of the other countries are just not participating. They're just like, nah, I'm going to let you guys just hang yourself. So <laughs> I, I mean, think we're going to keep, keep seeing it go. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's, that's, that's where we are. So, um, yeah, I would, I would also buy that. Unfortunately, sadly, I'm going to buy that. Uh, yeah, man, nobody, I guess OPEC doesn't respect the sleepy old man in the corner. No, no, not He's at all. He's nodding like, off during the meetings. This guy doesn't even know what's going on right now. Hell no, we're not cutting back. <laughs> we're just going to, they're going to sit there and print money. You know, the Saudis, I want to say, I'm, I'm trying to remember this. This was a, a, a number. I remember learning during the, uh, the 18, that 17, 18 energy crisis. Yeah. Uh, when everything was collapsing, what did it get down to? $18? Dude, it, yeah, it went way down. It was something absurd. I can't even remember off the top of my head, but it was like $13, $18, but it was something really, really low. Uh, but their cost for them, because of how the reserves are, uh, it's very highly. It's you know, it's, it's high. Uh, they don't have to dig. They don't have to drill very deep. Uh, it's very easy to get after. It's very inexpensive to refine it. I want to say it was like their cost to produce a barrel is like two fifty or two sixty. Uh, so it doesn't matter to them. They're always making money. The Saudis. Yeah. Is who I'm referring they don't to. care. Yeah. They don't care. All right. What do you All got? Right. Last one here. Fire away. All right. So I'm going to go with some news from today. Okay. Again, we're recording this on Thursday. So Peloton stock is down 25%. They missed on everything. Revenue, <laughs> earnings, deliveries, users. How many of these silly bikes can you buy? So <laughs> I thought this was kind of creative, but are you going to buy, sell, or hold that the pedals fell off the stationary bike? <laughs> Pedals have fallen off the stationary bike. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think, I think it did. It, it got a little ahead of its skis. Yep. Um, you know what I will say is I, I do believe that it is a sticky product. I think it's a sticky product. Everybody that I know, everybody that I've talked to. I mean, obviously, this I have is one. anecdotal. There you go, and you love it. Love it. Everybody that has them loves them. Swears by them. It it feels like I will say this. It, it definitely feels like iPhone ish. Or Tesla-ish, right? It's like it's expensive. It's kind of absurd, you know, silly. But people start buying it. It becomes kind of a cult thing, and it starts building and building. And it, it has that feeling of that Apple Tesla feel to it, where it's like you're going to have the the trendsetters. There's always going to be that group that buys the new bike or the new whatever, and yep. they're going to be leading the pack. But then there's always people every year kind of jumping on the train. And then obviously the subscription service makes it 
appealing. Um, I mean, you know, I think obviously they, they got a little too far ahead of their skis and, and so they missed. And so they're taking a little haircut. I don't think it's a big deal long-term. I think this could be a good buying opportunity for it. Good. I mean, I think long enough time horizon. I think at the end of the day, yeah, exactly. If you've got a long enough time horizon, I think this is a, could be a good buying opportunity for it. Um, Cause if you look at the trend of America trying at least to become healthier, it looks to be holding for the time being because COVID definitely is a, uh, it looks to be at least, I mean, it, it not saying it discriminates, but it looks like it is more heavily impacting the individuals who are overweight and not in as good of shape. So Americans will hold their crypto, but they won't hold their health. So, no, so. that's gone. Sell it. Yeah. I should make a t-shirt out of that. What's that? Hold your crypto, not your health. Hold your crypto. That, not your health. They can't hold on to that health. They get, <clears> you know, Taco Bell's too good at night. All right. What do you got? All right. Last so, one. Better be a good one. Last one. Um, well, since we're going straight to the news here, hold on. Now we're going to, we might have to clip this one a little bit, but it looks like there's some, uh, some wild after hours news coming out here. Uber's up, Uber revenue up 72%. Airbnb profits surged 280%. What is going on right now? Everyone that has a product that doesn't involve people and you hit the button and shit shows up at your house or you hit the button and you get to go stay in a house. Like it seems pretty straightforward to me. It's like, I get it. Like you want to get a car and go somewhere. The only, as soon as they can figure out cars that drive themselves, they're going to yeah. fire, their, they're going to fire everybody. And then Skynet comes to life and the cars start running over people that <laughs> gave a four star <laughs> review on Yelp. And now you're dead. And now you're dead. And no, we're not clipping this. This is all going. <laughs> Sean's question was Uber and Airbnb. So we're going to, we're going to dive Uber and this. Airbnb. So more so, I guess just that, you know, th these, the new tech, you know, consumer based companies that are, they're really starting to take away the legacy uh, intermediaries. They're just getting bigger and bigger. Um, I guess the question would be then, you think this trend continues and, you know, these companies eventually fall to the wayside and either get restructured, bought out or et cetera. You know, the strong survive, I guess the Hilton's, the Marriott's of the world. I mean, they, those companies like Hilton and Marriott, I was telling people in COVID, if they really thought commercial property was never going to, if people were never going to travel again, these big buildings are never going to go anywhere. Then, you know, all those companies got absolutely butchered. I don't think Hilton, Marriott, the big players yeah. will go away. I think a lot yeah. of the smaller ones will because they're not yeah. operated efficiently. Yeah. That said, I think the Airbnb business model of like, they probably have a thousand times the places to stay in a certain yeah. city as compared to a Best Western. You know, yeah, there you go. <laughs> and you don't even want to stay in a Best Western. You get there and you're like, why did I do this? Why did I do this? Damn it. And there's should have spent well, an extra 30 bucks. I, I know. Yeah. And, and you go down and you get those watery, shitty eggs and you're like, this is just not what I want to deal with. It's like the you go to Airbnb, bagels are stale. Yeah. That said, so I really like Airbnb. Full disclosure, I own the stock. I think it's a I think it's a good company. I bought it when they started having their struggles back in the summer. But on the flip side, if I go to like Uber, I think the 
I don't like the rides businesses at all because until they get rid of people, which sounds terrible, <laughs> it doesn't seem profitable to me. That said, like the delivery, like I, I think I would rather own Instacart. I'd rather own DoorDash. Than DoorDash or Uber because I think Instacart's just partnering with Publix. They're partnering with Wegmans, Kroger's. And they're like, we're just going to build out your entire digital infrastructure so someone can order everything, come pick it up, or we'll bring it to them. And I think that business model works better than Uber's, where they're kind of right now just cannibalizing their drivers for the benefit of scale. So sell sell Uber, buy Airbnb, buy Instacart. How's that? Boom. Boom. There's your, there's your craft advice. There's your craft advice. And NVIDIA. So the thing is, is, NVIDIA is in, I, I mean, I, I want to say it's 85, 90% of the crypto space. I mean, it's, those are the chips that are powering the majority of what's out there. Sean, I've been trying to build a new computer for fucking, you can't order since these 2017. things. I can't get a GPU because all these kids in Russia and Ukraine are. <laughs> There's some kid right now sitting in his garage in the middle of like Yugoslavia. And he's got 50 rigs. Four wrenches everywhere. He's literally, he's like got a blow. He's got a blow, uh, blower over there trying to cool him down. This thing's yep. too hot. Well, no, no, siphoning, no. Let, he's siphoning the heat off. time of year. They just open the doors, you know, That's let true. it self-cool. It's, he, uh, he siphons the heat off to, like, to keep his house warm, keep his family yeah. warm. Yeah. I mean, no. it's one of those. NVIDIA's taking over, baby. It's one of those green Bitcoin mining places in the Ukraine. They just open the doors. They let the actual snow come in, you know, hit those GPUs, mine that crypto, and away it goes. Honestly, that sounds like a, a great life. Hey, good. I mean, in, uh, we will send you to Yugoslavia or whatever. <laughs> that guy just lives in Yugoslavia. It's cold. It's rainy. He's like miserable. He's got his fat they wife. Don't, Sean, you're worried about $5 gas. They don't even have gas. There. <laughs> they, don't even, they have gas over there. They're fighting bears. They're fighting bears with their bare hands. Yeah, so, they're, they're, they're trying to keep their, their big foot from their big toe from falling off. You know, your, your crypto wife. wallet doesn't need to be, you know, the security doesn't matter if a bear just comes in the house. And <laughs> it the whole family. Takes, takes your, it literally just rips your wife's head off. You're over there fighting this thing. God. All right, Never. five dollar gas isn't that bad, I guess. Yeah, it could be. It could be way worse. It could be in Yugoslavia fighting bear. Could be worse. Cryptocurrency. Could be worse. All right, wrap us up, Sean. I got to wrap us up. All right. Well, hey, everybody, thanks for coming out. Uh, we appreciate you guys all listening in. Uh, as always, uh, like, subscribe if you are not already. Um, leave comments and uh, please email us or reach out to us directly with suggestions, uh, questions, concerns. If there's anything we can help you out with directly. Uh, let us know. Jack and Sean here with uh, Craft Advice. And uh, everybody, Craft we appreciate you coming out. Advice. Craft Dash Advice. Hit us up on Dash Instagram, advice. on Facebook. Talk about Sean's hair, my no hair. No, no, Whatever no. you want. Hair Whatever for days, baby. All right. Cheers, Have great, Sean. Have a great week, guys. Enjoy. Adios to everybody. Cheers. Jack and Sean work for Senge Advisory Group, a registered investment advisory firm. All discussions between Jack and Sean or any podcast guests are solely their own opinions and do not reflect the opinions of Senge Advisory Group. 
This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. Clients of Sench Advisory Group may maintain positions and securities discussed in this podcast. 